Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Welcome to the show. This is Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM211, Dan Patrick Sports. And uh, you might have noticed by now that I am absolutely, unequivocally not Dan Patrick. I'm Nick Kieber, and it's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, we've got a big show today. Nick Webster taking the day off to spend some quality time with the wife uh, after he continues his recovery from uh, his quadruple, quadruple, quadruple bypass surgery. Uh, We wish Nick the best, but he'll be back with us tomorrow. Uh, In the meantime, a big show today because I'm going to be joined by a very special guest to talk about a topic that we have uh, been speaking about an awful lot on this show. Uh, Today, uh, we're going to be joined by Phil DeBrun from uh, from, uh, ESPN FC. Uh, you've heard him on uh, Sirius XM. He's on Beyond the Pitch. He is a Manchester United uh, fan through and through, a correspondent, knows everything going on about uh, the situation at Old Trafford, a situation that is, uh, without putting too fine a point on it, an absolute unmitigated disaster this season with a very, very disappointing end to the season uh, that was disappointing pretty much the whole way along. We're going to speak to Phil about the problems at Old Trafford, where he sees the problems, where they lie, what the solutions are, what we think they're going to do on the off-season. So, Manchester United, the topic of discussion today. Of course, tomorrow we will be talking about the Champions League final between Liverpool and Tottenham, and uh, dare I say a final that is making fans of Manchester United absolutely green with envy. So, so much to get to. That's what's on the table. Those are the topics on the table today. That's what we're talking about. Hope you'll join us. Let's get the phone lines lit. 800-878-7529. If I sounded like I'm stepping all over myself, I just managed to spill a bottle of water all over me. So that's a bit of a wake-up call. Uh, By the way, big hello to our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. Great to be with you. And if you're listening on one of our digital platforms, whether that's iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or the award-winning SiriusXM app, we welcome you to the show. This is Fifth Street Soccer, the most distributed soccer show in the United States, folks. That's right. We're everywhere you want to be, and we're with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. All right. We'll be right back to kick it off after these messages. Don't go anywhere. For 
years, they said that it could lead to madness. They relegated it to dark rooms and back alleys. They shamed those who grew it. They did a stop and frisk on anyone they thought might have it. But now a completely new era has begun because of it. The new normal is here. This month, millions have witnessed its arrival. Have you? Brought to life in a short film that runs only two minutes long, The New Normal seeks to leave behind 80 years of unjust prohibition in favor of a safer, happier world. It reveals a product that once drove good people to the black market as one that today is creating a new global market. In this new era, a plant that was viewed with fear now represents a source of common wellness. From this day forward, what inspired the symbol of counterculture is at long last just culture. The new normal has arrived to your city, to your neighborhood, to the inside of your living room. Watch it now. Experience the new normal at MedMen.com. Attention. This important consumer alert is brought to you by Annuity Action Network. Hey, did you know it's possible to receive upfront money from your monthly settlement payments? It's true. If you receive monthly payments from an annuity or a structured settlement and you need a lump sum immediately, then you need to call Annuity Action Network. With your cash today, you can pay up credit card debt, pay medical bills, fund your education, or improve your home. You don't need to wait. Call the Annuity Action Network now to get your fast cash with no hidden costs. And if you call today, we'll even send you a $100 cash gift card just for verifying your settlement payments and your contact information. If you have a structured settlement or an annuity and you want cash now, call Annuity Action Network right now. 800-514-9170. 800-514-9170. That's 800-514-9170. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors, just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call, that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. 800 That's 800-603-0885. Right, well, maybe that's the problem at Old Trafford. Maybe there's too much sex and drugs and rock and roll. Too many distractions off the pitch. Too many things that are not germane to the actual game itself that are taking place in the front office. Who knows what the problems are at Old Trafford? They are major. They run deep. And as we have this discussion today, if you listen to this show enough, you know I'm a lifelong Liverpool fan. I am going to put aside my prejudices and have an honest-to-goodness, decent, deep discussion about the problems going on at Old Trafford with my next guest, Mr. Phil DeBrun from Beyond the Pitch. Phil, welcome to the show, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. 
Absolutely, Nick. I must say, absolute pleasure to be on with yourself. First and foremost, I would not be doing this today if it wasn't for yourself and Stephen, who were the first ones to give me an opportunity to broadcast. And I will always be eternally grateful to that. And of course, to be back on Sirius, where I had three amazing years on this brilliant platform. So thanks for having me. Well, Phil, great. It's great, and it's great to have you back with us. Uh, it really is. Uh, let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, before we do Champions League final this weekend, uh, yep. you're, you're you're obviously going to you're obviously pulling for Spurs. I mean, I would like Spurs to win it. I don't think they will. I think Liverpool will win it. I think Klopp needs to win that to get that monkey off his back. Look, I hate to say this as an Ed fan, but in truth, you know they've been. Superlative this season, 97 points, not win a league title is incredibly cruel. Uh, and I think in many ways, City and Liverpool pushed each other. And when I look at Liverpool, I, I wonder how they improve because it's a quintessential team. It's not individuals. It's a it, it team that's bigger than the sum of the parts. And um, they've been truly magnificent. And they're an exceptionally well-coached team. And I think they love too much for Spurs. Well, that is uh, a very important point that you just made because I actually want to uh, draw a comparison, not between this season, between uh, United and Liverpool, but I I want to look at what Liverpool have done after the disaster of the uh, previous ownership, previous American ownership that almost saw them going bankrupt, saw them in real mid-table mediocrity, going nowhere. They got outstanding ownership with the Fenway Sports Group, who have backed the manager, backed the plan, given him money, backed off to give him the breathing room to do what he needs to do. And I look at the situation, by the way, not just at United, but I mean at a range of other clubs in the Premier League as well. And I wonder if this isn't really the blueprint for success going forward with any club that has, uh, you know, that considers itself, uh, you know, the elite. I think there's couple of fundamental differences. First of all, I don't think Liverpool had the commercial pulling power of United. So they have to be successful by being successful on the pitch and build a financial model around football success. And you're right. I mean, they were patient with Klopp. They got the right guy in Klopp. I think his first season he finished eighth and sixth. And, and then all of a sudden, it, it, was, it wasn't about perfection. It was about progress. And when you look at a lot of his players, like, they're exceptionally well-scouted players that fit within a system. Liverpool knew exactly what they wanted. Nobody talks about Van Dijk or Allison's fee because they were successes. People only talk about how much you pay for players when they don't work out. So I think there's a, an amalgamation of exceptional owners, exceptional coaching. Um, it's a, Obviously, it's a great football club, great support base. Anfield will always be a special place. Players want to play there. Um, but... I think Liverpool's success for me is a bit more authentic than Man City's. Man City's to me, there's always seems to be seems to be superficial. It seems to be built on um, money. Liverpool, of course, has spent money, but um, it's their money, and it's combined with exceptional coaching and development of young players like Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andrew Robertson, players like that that you know take exceptional scouting to, to develop and in the first place to spot them. Well, uh, you're absolutely right, and I would agree wholeheartedly with you. Uh, but let's turn our attention to your club, because mm-hmm. uh, I've always said that once Alex Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, excuse me, who I, I, I'm pleased to say I have met on a number of occasions who in, and who is 
an absolutely uh, a legend. I mean, the greatest living manager, period, uh, and an absolute gentleman. If you've ever had a chance to meet him or, or get to know him, I mean, the man is is an absolute delight. I'm sure you don't ever want to get on his wrong side and get the hair dryer treatment. But 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 what but what a man he is. How do you go from that to where we are now? And when I look at the departure of Sir Alex Ferguson, you know, I think this guy is so smart. He looked at this club. He looked at his players. He knew they were aging out. He knew that there was a big rebuild job ahead. And I think he just looked at this and said, you know, I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm too old to do this. This is a complete rebuild job. And I'm wondering if he recognized it, you know, why the powers that be at United didn't recognize it as well. And, 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 and may I say, why didn't they give David Moyes a bit more time? Well, there's a number of reasons for this, and you've got to go back really to 2007. 2007 was whenever the financial crisis happened, and that's when United stopped spending. United were a football club that were highly vulnerable to uh, market perturbations due to the fact they were heavily in debt. Uh, And so once the financial crisis happened, United sold Ronaldo and didn't replace him. The decline really set in, and I honestly believe Ferguson would have retired the year before had City not have won the league in the last game of the season. Because I think he was basically sustaining United rather than investing for the future. And part of that may have been for for uh, ethical reasons or for <clears throat> moral reasons and saying, look, I don't want to buy a bunch of players that the next manager may not want. Uh, and so, he, of course, he bought Robin Van Persie. Uh, United won the league that last season. I think he'd have gone the year before. So they got to here due to absolutely appalling succession planning. Um, you know, David Gill has, has survived with his reputation intact, and I apologize because this will be a long answer, but um, but he missed out on tons of players too, but he just was able to get away with it because he, like you said, arguably the greatest manager in the game who protected him by, with success. But I've met Ed Woodward. Um, I've had a few beers with him. He is uh, an exceptionally intelligent business guy but he doesn't know anything about football. And um, I think when you have business people making football decisions, you get what you need to get. You've got 11 brands on the pitch that happen to be footballers. So that focus is completely wrong. When was the last time you saw, I don't know, Sergio Aguero or Man City players doing stupid Instagram dances after losing the game? You know, the Monday morning after being beaten 2-0 by Cardiff, we're trying to flog some ropey cologne on, on the internet. I mean, this is, the, but see, this is the problem. Manchester United personify that problem too. It's a brand, it's a business, it's a club, a business that happens to play football. And so with these players, United determine their worth based on their commercial value. <clears throat> so you could be an utterly appalling footballer, but bring in millions upon millions in shirt sales and United will keep you at that football club. This is how Wayne Rooney survived because he wasn't contributing. United wanted to sell him, but the problem is he was most requested player by sponsors. Woodward set about changing that by bringing in big name players for that reason, which didn't work because they were agent-driven. They weren't scouted, like we just said about Liverpool. Yeah. There's no strategy. There's no. They talk about Manchester United DNA. Nick, you have to recognize this. This is where Liverpool were when their success ended. They talked about the boot room, how it had to be people from the boot room to keep the Liverpool DNA, but... You know, Ferguson didn't have United DNA. He never set foot inside a club before he, he came there. So Matt Busby played for Liverpool and Man City. They didn't have United yeah. DNA. The two greatest managers. So the reality is, Nick, 
you've got football people, you've got business people making football decisions. And if you got the most money for finishing mid-table, that would be United's goal. They don't determine success by what they do on the pitch, although it will start to bite them. They determine success by a profit and loss column, not a win-loss column. Wow. I'm yeah, I'm talking to Phil De Bruyne. We're talking about Manchester United. And, uh, Phil, you're so absolutely correct. I think Manchester United... Uh, do not look at, uh, do not measure success necessarily by wins and losses, but it is financial success because they are so heavily leveraged. Ultimately, that is the all-important game of must-win football that they play, which is they must win on the balance sheet. When we come back, we'll continue the discussion about United. Let's talk about the Mourinho era. I'm going to ask Phil, why on earth these players just down-tooled, up-tooled, and then downed again. All right, we'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. But Evos can make it all easier with a baby monitor you can trust. Go to myevos.com. That's M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com to see how Evos can be the eyes and ears of your nursery. Evos works with your smartphone to provide a live audio and HD video connection to your baby anytime and anywhere. On a date, at work, away on business, even serving your country overseas, Evos helps you never miss a moment. Whether your baby is with a sitter, your partner, a grandparent, or a friend, you'll be right there too. And with unique features like smart alerts that know the difference between a barking dog and your baby crying, extensive sleep tracking data, and state-of-the-art security features for your peace of mind, Evos is the smart baby monitor for connected parents. And enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z.com. Do you have a problem hearing the television? Do you need to crank up the volume so loud your family is screaming at you? Then put on your TV ears. TV Ears has helped millions of people just like you hear TV loud and clear without cranking up the volume. For about 60 bucks with a 30-day free trial, you can get your own set of TV Ears. When you wear TV Ears, you can mute the TV volume for private listening or let others watch TV with you. Order in the next 10 minutes and take us up on our 30-day home trial and very special price. 
TV Ears is a brand hearing professionals have trusted for more than 20 years. And through this special radio offer, you can get your very own for just $60. Just mention promo code RADIO. So put on your TV ears and make everyone happy. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. 800-984-4207. That's 800-984-4207. Five managers in uh, six years. Uh, there's obviously a problem. And we are, of course, talking about Manchester United. Welcome back to the show. Uh, Nick Eber here on Fist Street Soccer, Sirius XMFC 211, Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I have on the guest line Mr. Phil De Bruyne. Uh, Phil, uh, you know, what is that? Five managers in six years, and, and mm-hmm. we wonder why there's no... Uh, identity on the pitch. There's no system. There's no. Uh, there's no football purpose being driven into this club. I mean, it's it's right there to see just in that statistic alone. Yeah, um, they're feeling for the same reason their signings are feeling because there's very little thought that's going into how they are as human beings. Make no mistake about it. When they went from Moyes to Van Hal, there was no thought being given to Van Hal's style. There was no thought given to how he was going to work at United based on lots of different variables. It was, he's a bit good. He's won trophies. He's worked for top yeah. clubs. He'll do. And then Mourinho, with exactly the same thought process, then halfway through their tenures, they lose confidence in them so they don't commit completely to bringing in the players that they need. And then you get this. But, Nick, when, when you've got Ed Woodward rewarding players who routinely miss half the season, injury with new contracts. What does that say to the players in the dressing room? When yeah. you've got a football club that's encouraging players to be brands on social media, what does that say to the players? Look, Jesse Lingard a week ago, we keep hearing how young British players supposedly get the club. A week ago, he uploaded a tribute to the 22 innocent people who lost their lives in Manchester in the Manchester bombing, and he spliced his brand all over it. And yeah, I don't know how absolutely. you can be so toned after that. Bear in mind, he liked the post. So it wasn't his marketing team. And the year before that, he was tweeting during Munich Memorial. Phil Jones did it too. Now, the club should discipline them for that, but they won't. So the problem is, it doesn't matter where you work. You will adjust to the environment that you work in. If you work in a high-pressure environment that demands success and your colleagues all perform, then you'll raise your game. If you work in an environment where everyone is kind of doing their own thing and nobody really cares about performance, you adjust to that. So that's what happens. I, I, I'm just laughing because you glossed over <laughs> the four matches that Ryan Giggs was in charge, of course. You know. uh, <laughs> yes. But uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, when you look at the win percentage of managers, and, and I know, you know, it's a very American thing to do to look at these sort of stats, yeah. man. <clears throat> I mean, Mourinho's win percentage was not that far off of what Alex Ferguson's was. Uh, he, he also had quite a uh, trophy haul for the uh, two years he was in charge, Europa League, League Cup. Obviously, the Community Shield doesn't really count. But, um, uh, you know, 58% versus 59%, uh, you know, I, I just scratch my head. I, I, I really do because, look, 
So Alex Ferguson and, and my fellow Liverpool supporters are going to lambast me over this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to take the abuse. The greatest manager ever in football. Okay. Uh, created uh, for a period of God knows how many decades. Uh, a team, uh, a, a, an absolute powerhouse of football that dominated and that created a fear factor that when you played United, you know, the expectation wasn't that you were going to take points from that match. The expectation was that you were going to be lucky to get something, if anything, from it. And that just took so long to build and took so many uh, different generations of players that went through him. It's it's just it just you know to go from where th- where they were then to where they are now and the meandering ownership the the meandering meandering ownership philosophy, uh, which I think Phil you and I are both agreeing, which we're kind of getting to the uh, we're kind of getting to the dessert before the before the appetizer. I mean that clearly is the root cause at Man United, uh, but I, I just I just shake my head. Look, the Premier League needs a very strong Man United. The Premier League needs. It's top teams to be top teams and to be competing. We need to see more years where f- all four teams in the two big European uh, tournaments are, are English. What's going on right now at Old Trafford is a travesty. And I'm just wondering, I mean, as, as you look, for example, at Newcastle, they're about to get uh, a mirror image of ownership at Manchester City. Uh, I, I mean, is that really what it's going to take, Phil? Is it going to take new ownership? I think so, because when you talk about what United need, United don't need a wealthy benefactor. United generate enough money on their own to spend hundreds of millions every year. They need yeah. someone who remembers his raison d'etre. It's a football club. It's not Adult Disneyland, like they said to Jurgen Klopp when they interviewed him. Uh, it's not 18 George Clooney's like Richard Arnold, you know, its commercial director, called their players. This is a football club, and United would never allow football people to work in the business department of the club and make business decisions for obvious incompetent reasons, which tells you everything about the priorities of the football club. Look, there was a story came out a week ago uh, about the Manchester United owners trying to profit off the Deepwater Horizon um, tragedy, which gives you an idea of what the people these are uh, and where their priorities lie. They've taken over a billion out of the football club. Uh, It still has the highest debt ratio of any football club in, in Europe uh, and they're notoriously parsimonious the money that United spend is, is money, not Glazer's money, it's money United have to borrow and pay back so it's very difficult to be a successful football club when you're competing against other teams that have unlimited resources, that being said when United played City and lost 2-0 it was £14 million separated both teams specifically so there's zero excuse for United looking this bad. When you spend $800 million over six years and you look this bad, it's incredible yeah. to me that Rupert still has a job. Well, that's actually what I was going to say to you. I mean, you know, it's not as if Man United haven't spent any gobs of money oh. on players. I mean, they have. And, and, and silly, silly buys. You know, as I look back at this last Premier League season, you know, the Mourinho era was, uh, uh, for the beginning of the season, was... Just up and down, up and down. Uh, uh, A fair number of draws, not all that many losses in fairness. But then Solskjaer comes in, and all of a sudden these players that were playing uh, heads down just didn't 
looked like they didn't even want to be there for Mourinho between December mm-hmm. and uh, March were just absolutely on fire once Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was named boss. And then I won't say things went pear-shaped. I mean, the last, what, the last uh, 10 games was very disappointing. But I wouldn't say pear-shaped. But, but what is it with this same group of players that all of a sudden decided they were going to start playing? What happened? Well, it's kind of like when you go to the gym and the New Year's resolution and you go in there for the first couple of times and you're, you're, you're working your arse off and you're doing great and everything. And then the, the reality sets in about what it takes to do that. The, 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 you have to eat right. You have to do it consistently. And people are ah, you know what? I, I can't be bothered. Because that old saying, form is temporary, class is permanent. Anybody can put a run of games together. And, 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 and have an exceptional run of form, but then you find your level. Look, this is what exactly where United were before Ferguson took over. It was a football club littered with some good players that were capable of runs of form. It would get to you about six, but never really a threat to the top. They had problems in the dressing room with players not focusing on their careers, were focusing on drinking, and Ferguson had to gut that. And it took six years and, and came within 90 minutes of getting sacked, and none of that ever happening. United don't have that leadership anymore, and back then it was a football club. So... Why does it happen? That's the reason, the same reason why Mourinho failed with Chelsea. When you don't know who your boss is, you have a problem. You, players will not yeah. respect a manager when they don't have the authority to get rid of them. If a player knows, uh, you can't get rid of me, this is what happens with Chelsea. Then they get on their mind. And that is a major problem. And until these things change, and I hope Solskjaer, because when Solskjaer got the job, he was flying. I sincerely hope he negotiated that in this contract that he has final say on players, not advertisers. Fascinating stuff, Phil. Uh, I actually uh, really thought it was a a very clever appointment um, uh, with Solskjaer. I think he, Mm. if they give him the time, uh, will do the right things at United, and uh, they will come right under his tutelage if they give him enough time. But I want to look at this squad for a minute, because... uh, First of all, the, the the one player you had played all 38 games was, was David De Gea. And mm-hmm. in my mind, up until this season, David De Gea uh, is the best keep, goalkeeper in the world. I, I think I would probably question that now. But he's certainly in the top three, sure. let's just say. Okay, I mean, he is an, an incredible goalkeeper. And you've got to build back to front. The fact that right now he doesn't seem to want to stay should speak volumes about the situation that's really going on in the dressing room. Well, when you've got your manager coming out and saying you're at least three years away from challenging for the title, why would De Gea stay? And why would any top player want to come to United going, wait a minute, you're three years away from challenging for the title? If I'm a top player, i got options. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to go to Man United. So when you can't keep your best players, what chance have you of signing new ones? And David De Gea has shown United tremendous loyalty and professionalism. And nobody could fault him if he, if he said, you know what, I want to go. Because you're right, Nicky, up until maybe the last half of the season, you're certainly in the discussion for a top goalkeeper in the world. Now, you can argue that the goalkeeping position has changed and he doesn't do the modern things well, like he does, he's not a ball player with his feet, brilliant shot stopper, maybe he doesn't dominate his box as much. Um, but you know, he's not leaving because you never want to get rid of him. And so I just think, again, four years ago when Real Madrid wanted De Gea, they had the upper hand because he was there in the last year of his contract. He needed to have let that situation repeat itself and are in a worse situation than what they were then. I wouldn't blame De Gea if he wanted to leave. All right, I'm chatting with Phil De Bruyne. When we come back, Phil, I want to go down the squad with you. Uh, I want to know who you think 
deserves to be there. We're talking Manchester United here on Fifth Street Soccer, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. If you've got something to say or an opinion, love to hear from you, 800-878-7529. Don't be a cheap bastard. The call is absolutely free. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break, and we'll be right back with more right after this. Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Are you an active stock market investor? Well, then you know these three key words, buy, sell, hold. Those three magic words can make or lose you money in the stock market. What if we can show you a time-tested tool that's been helping stock market investors succeed for over 30 years? It's called VectorVest, an amazing system designed to make smart investing easy. The VectorVest system analyzes, sorts, and ranks over 19,000 stocks every day and tells you when to buy, what to buy, and when to sell any stock to maximize your profits in less than 10 minutes a day. And if you call right now, you can test drive our amazing VectorVest system risk-free for 30 days for just $9.95. 800-584-2519. 800-584-2519. That's 800-584-2519. Street Soccer, Nick Eva with you. I'm chatting Manchester United with Phil De Bruyne. 
Uh, Phil, if I told you that the transfermarket.com values the Man United squad right now at $900 million, uh, which with the current exchange rate very shortly is going to be about 900 million pounds, or we're not going to have to make that, we're not going to have to make that conversion uh, for much longer. Uh, but if you look at the players, I mean, no player to me sticks out like a sore thumb more than, for example, Alexis Sanchez. I mean, what, what do you have, one goal on the season? Yeah, uh, I think he's got three in total. He netted in 18 months. Um, I think he's got more dogs than goals. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely disastrous. And in many ways, reminds me of Fernando Torres when he left Liverpool, where he didn't have a great last six months before he left and went to Chelsea. He seemed to have lost his pace, which was key to his game, and never recovered. And that's what I see in Sanchez, exactly the same. But he still stays. He still gets a huge salary. Nah. Uh, but but well, let's start. From, let's start from the back uh, forward, shall we? Yeah. Um, let's look at the uh, let's look at the situation in defence for for United. I mean. You've got mm. some you, you you you've got some pretty solid sort of players in there and Lindelof and certainly you know Phil Jones has a lot of experience. Um, tell me, I mean, you got dead weight though, like Rojo. You got some dead weight. Uh, uh, I don't know, um, you know, Valencia. I mean, how do you see it? <clears throat> It'd be easier to go through who we keep than who we. Uh-huh. <laughs> but um, look. You're telling me that Guardiola would have won the league with a back four of Luke Shaw, uh, Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, and Ashley Young? Of course no. he wouldn't. And so no. why are they still there? Why are they still at this football club? Chris, you can't tell me you take challenging for the top four, which is the United's new target, not win the league any more serious, when you've got a Luke Shaw who it's a bonus if he's fit and in shape, yeah. which is a basic prerequisite for a footballer. Chris Smalling... You can't coach intelligence. He has no brain. Uh, Phil, yeah. Phil Jones will spend half the season out in, in 2056 because that's yeah. what Phil Jones does. So how can you build a centre-back pattern with a guy that's out half the season? Yeah. Ashley Young has no business playing right-back. It's not his fault he's playing a right-back. But no football club who took winning seriously would have a back four like that. And so yeah. None of those players should be there. They're not good enough for a Watford, never mind a team that has top four ambitions. So uh, Victor Lindelof, I do rate. I think there's a very, very good young defender on him. I think there's a lot of promising signs with him. He's a leader, which he needed badly need. And uh, I like him. I think to get a proper centre-back with him, there's there's potential there. Yeah, I actually, I, I see it the same way. I mean, I think defensively, it's probably been their, their biggest problem. Uh, but, you know, when I look at uh, the United defense, they just seem slow and short of ideas. <laughs> well, I mean, there's no, there's no, if you look at what we talked about with Liverpool, it's, it's an exceptional football quintessential team. But, you know, if you ever, you watch an edit forensic league like I do, <clears throat> you'll see two things you'll see that they're really, really slow to press a ball. So therefore, teams get a lot of space against them, a lot of room. <clears throat> and they're also really, really slow and poor in passing in their build-up. So yeah. inevitably, they become predictable. They clip a ball down the line in the hope that Rashford <clears throat> uh, can, can cut in or, or yeah. whoever's on the other wing. They're really it's quite a predictable team. But defensively, the midfield stands off. Do you remember the game against Liverpool in Anfield? Oh, yeah. The game was lost in midfield because they stood there and let Liverpool clip balls over the top. And that has never been fixed, because 
you know, they, 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 the thing is, is that they don't have proper defensive midfielders. So for me, every great team is built from the back. <clears throat> and until they sort out that defense, which should be Solskjaer's priority, not up front for me, fix the back and then build from there. Right. Um, but, you know, they were offered all the world, Nick, for $25 million on the last day of the window last season. And they turned it down because apparently Woodward said the defenders that he had was better. I have different views on that on why they did it. I think the Glazers want to sell the club. Um, I think when you look at Brexit, you look at the fact they're not in this to sell, to, to, to hand hundreds of millions to the manager every year, the uncertainty of not finishing top four, all those things I think the Glazers would sell. Interesting. Um and not particularly uh, optimistic for Manchester United supporters listening to this broadcast. Um, certainly, okay, well, well I tell yeah. you what, let, 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 let's make it e- even e- easier. Let, let's not even talk about Alexis Sanchez. You tell me, who would you keep as the core of this team and who would you build this there. team around? Sorry, I lost uh, you there. I, I lost question. Okay, okay, good, Phil. I was saying, okay, so given that this squad has a lot of dead weight in it, who would mm-hmm. you keep on this squad? Who would you build a new mm-hmm. Manchester United yeah. squad around? So the players that I would keep, I would keep David De Gea if they get fine, I would keep him. Um, I think you've seen with Chelsea that there's no guarantee you sell a top quality goalkeeper, spend 70 million, you get another top one yeah. in. Uh, I would keep Lindelof. <clears throat> I would keep Theo Jodawa. I think he's a very good young defender in him. I would keep Luke Shaw, but not as a starting left back, uh, as, a, as a backup left back. Uh, Marcus Rashford, I would keep. Marcus Rashford gets a lot of criticism, but I think he's a superlative young talent. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Pogba, I'm on the fence about. Pogba is a bit like Coutinho at Liverpool, where exceptionally talented, but doesn't fit within the team. Um, outside of that, Nick, I'm struggling. I mean, I, I exempt you know, the youngsters from this, but in the first team, Lukaku needs to go. Uh, Mata needs to go. I think uh, you know, Matic needs to go. Um, you know, Jesse Lingard needs to go. Um, you mean, it's just there's most of them need to, need to be moved on. Martial? Martial needs to go. Martial, <clears throat> I, I use these frames of references, but it's always like a Nicholas Anelka. Exceptionally talented, but attitude is a disgrace. And when you have, you can't make somebody want to be a footballer. The development is primarily down to the individual. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo would have been the best player in the world if he had been playing for Plymouth Argyle because he was so hungry to be that player. Martial's lack of development is down to him. It's so you, you, that's something you can't cure. That's, that's part of a virus, a cancer that needs to be cut out. You don't fix that. Well, you know, I, I kind of see some of that with Pogba, uh, by the way. I mean, look, we know Pogba is a terrific talent. Yep. But, you know, I look at a guy like that who is, as we mentioned in the very first segment, uh, who relishes commercial viability with his brand, with his PP brand and all the rest of the stuff that he does. He's on a team that is the most commercially lucrative team in football today. You would think, given that, the team's ultimate goals and his seemingly ultimate goals are aligned, that this guy would get out there and give it everything that he had to be as successful on the pitch as he knows this club can make him successfully commercially. And, And there's just something about his attitude. Like, he just... I mean... Look, uh, Nick Webster will say he's, oh, you know, like most players in the Premier League, he's a mercenary. Okay, he's a mercenary. I get that. 
But, you know, there is a point where you have to play for pride, both as a professional and for the club you're playing. And there are times I've looked at Pogba and I've just said, you know, he just doesn't give a toss. I mean, forget putting Instagram up. It looks like he's thinking about how much of his uh, poor Pogba merchandise he's shipped recently. I mean, that (laughs) to me is shocking. He looks like a player that wants to leave. You know, they look like a player... When you see a team that's already relegated and the players are going through the motions, that's what a lot yeah. of United players look like. Players who know they're not going to be there next season. And with Pogba, <clears throat> look, they go, Pogba never really wanted to go to Manchester United. Uh, I, I, I know his representative quite well. It's, I know everyone thinks it's been Ariola, but the, the person that runs that agency is a lady called Rafaela Pimenta. And she is a Brazilian lawyer, speaks six different languages, is an incredible, intelligent human being. I was with Lukaku when he was doing his medical in Santa Monica and I was asking her about Pogba and she said to me, look, he never wanted to go back to United. He wanted to go to Barcelona Real Madrid and the plan was always three years at United to go to Spain. If you looked at him in Juventus, he was brilliant at Juventus, you know, but yeah. he played, he was disciplined in his game but he was playing on a much better team with Piero and Marquisio in midfield. You know, so at United, to be fair, some of the problems are United's making, some of them are his making. Um, you know, they've played him out of season, they've played him defensive midfield, he's not a defensive midfielder. Um, and, but there's things that he's done that's unforgivable for me. Like Daniel Herr Blue before a derby and then refusing to refute your own agent when he said, when Pep Guardiola said he was offered the city. I'm sorry, that, that for me is unforgivable. Being made a captain and on the very same day coming out after losing to Brighton and saying his attitude wasn't right. How can your attitude not be right when you're just being made captain? So for yeah. me, <clears throat> like Nick, the the bigger problem here is uh, no no proper football club would tolerate this. And when you uh, the, use this analogy, per what it may be, but uh, as long as this football club is run by Edward Wood, it's the equivalent of giving a five-year-old the keys to a Ferrari and wondering yeah. why it keeps hitting the wall and you need to rebuild it because he can't drive it. And no matter, new signings are like changing the tires. You're going to hit the wall again. Until you get somebody who knows how to drive this thing, then yeah. it, it doesn't matter. Well, Phil, I, I will tell you, that's actually the point I've been making on this show now for, gosh, you know, weeks uh, with Nick Webster. He doesn't always agree with me on this one, but I, <laughs> I'm in complete agreement with you on that. Uh, let's. We've just got a few minutes left. Uh, yep. Talk to me about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's appointment. Um, I think of all the things that have been done at United recently, I actually think that is one of the cleverest and best things they've done recently. Uh, mm-hmm. But I wonder, I mean, short of saying Edward Wood has to go, uh, you know, do you think he is the right guy for the long term? It's hard to say because I can't judge him yet until he brings in his own people, uh, brings in his own players. With Solskjaer, of course, it was an emotional appointment, but they had to give it to him. And the cheapest, the cheapest currency in football is rolling out legends when things are not going well. Uh, so the Blazers depend heavily on fan equity to sell the sponsors. So when fans are happy... Doesn't matter when it's on the table, players just monetize that. So Solskjaer comes in, gets the fans happy, everyone's happy, the club's bouncing again. It's almost um, the complete opposite of what we saw under Mourinho. And they had to give it to him because they have to plan for a summer. You can't wait to June or July, then fall behind everyone. I understood why they gave it to him. It's a massive risk. What concerns me, Nick, is that the Glazers are not certain about him because neither are all United fans. And that may be reflected in how United recruit this summer because they're not going to want to hand Solskjaer Two, three hundred million, and then by um, by November, he had, uh, this form is continuing to sack him. So I'm just concerned that the Glazers 
will not give him the resources that he needs this summer because they aren't convinced by him either, which is exactly what they did to Mourinho last summer. Yeah. Well, I, I've got a solution. They need to hire Damian Camoli. <laughs> well, do you know I've got a solution? It, it, they need to do what other top clubs do and let football people make football decisions. You, yeah. it's, not, it's not perfect, but you've got a much better chance of getting it right. And when you're talking about directors of football and stuff, first of all, I don't even know what that means at Manchester United. And secondly, how would Ed Woodward know a good one from a bad one? <laughs> well, I don't know. You flip a coin. <laughs> it's yeah, good. So that's, Tails that's bad. More or less what it's come down to, right? That's, that's what it's yeah. come down to. But uh, to finish up on your original point, if, uh, if they were offering sex and drugs at Old Trafford, they might be able to justify the price of a season ticket. And I might start uh. going again. that's that's so true Phil it's an absolute pleasure chatting with you Uh, we're going to be following obviously very closely United Uh, again I just you know I'm going to take it from my my fellow Liverpool supporters but we need a strong United in the Premier League we've got to get this uh, this ship has to get righted the Premier League has to become and maintain it is currently it has to maintain its dominance needs all these big clubs uh, to keep building and growing. Phil, thank you so thank much for coming on. It. Really appreciate it. We'll have you on again, and uh, we'll continue the discussion. Anytime, Matt. All the best for the show, and thanks for having me. Cheers, Paul. All right. Cheers. Thanks, Phil. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break, and I'll be right back in uh, three minutes to wrap it up. By the way, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Nick Gieber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Be right back after this. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. I've recently discovered the powerful health benefits of CBD oil. I have been using New Leaf Natural CBD oil for some time now, and I love it. CBD oil is non-intoxicating, which makes it ideal for people like me. I want the health benefits of cannabinoids, but I don't smoke weed. I never will smoke weed. Mind-altering effects I do not need. CBD is non-toxic, has potent pain relieving, and is anti-inflammatory with its properties as well. And that's why the brand I trust the most is New Leaf Naturals. New Leaf Naturals is the highest quality CBD oil on the market, 100% organic, highly concentrated, no additives, grown in the U.S. The only ingredient is hemp. It is pure and simple. Go to NewLeafNaturals.com. That's N-U-LeafNaturals.com. Save 30% and receive free shipping in the U.S. when you use the promo code RICK. That's right, RICK. 
Go to NULeafNaturals.com, promo code RICK. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 There's no stopping All right, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, great discussion this hour about Manchester United. We will continue talking about this story uh, as it's, uh, you know, for Man United fans, sadly, not going away. And, and really for football fans of the Premier League, I mean, we need to see this. The Premier League is a league that is going to the next level as we speak. Uh, unless something along the lines of a massive financial fair play investigation shoots Manchester City uh, off their uh, lofty, lo- I won't say perch because I, I don't want to sound redundant, but shoots them, shoots them off their position Um we're going to continue to see uh, the teams getting better and better in the Premier League because this is where the money is. This is ultimately where the players are going to want to go. That Those players that previously saw Real Madrid and Barcelona as sort of the pinnacle of footballing success, we can see right now Spain is going through, is about to go through some serious contortions uh, with its football. You've got two teams, Barcelona and Madrid, both going through and needing to go through complete rebuild phases. And you have a league right now that's got a lot of issues happening in terms of some of the scandals rocking uh, La Liga uh, in terms of uh, potential match-fixing, the sort of thing that absolutely wrecked Serie A. I doubt it's going to be that bad in Spain, but the Spanish league in and of itself isn't as lucrative as the Premier League. And if if the top two teams aren't at the pinnacle of world football, they're going to become less attractive for top players. So they're going to gravitate to the Premier League, as most of them do now. And then with the addition of uh, super wealthy Middle Eastern owners like uh, the folks that are about to buy Newcastle United, of course, you've got Wolves that are spending a lot of money. You've got Liverpool that are spending money, Man City. Uh, Arsenal will never spend money. But at some point, Chelsea will start to spend money again. You know, the Premier League is going to come, become even more competitive. We will continue this discussion tomorrow, though. Uh, Nick Webster will be back. We will be doing our Champions League final preview. It's Tottenham-Liverpool or Liverpool-Tottenham because it's a neutral venue, of course. Uh, we'll talk about it. We'll give you our predictions. Be sure to tune in, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. That's where you'll find us Monday through Friday right here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius uh, XM. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, We always enjoy bringing it to you, and we will speak to you tomorrow. Cheers.